a woman caught up with an old friend and told him she was going into business with a common acquaintance. He asked her if she was putting in much capital. She said, no, I put in no capital. I put in the experience. And he puts in the capital, is that it? Yes, we go into business for three years. He puts in the capital, and I put in the experience. At the end of three years, I will have the capital, and he will have the experience. (laughs) On Easter Sunday, we heard about Mary Magdalene's experience. We heard about her transition from the darkness of grief to the brilliance of meeting the risen Christ at the empty tomb. Mary followed his instructions to go tell the other disciples, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. But before she got to that part, she announced to them, I have seen the Lord. In churchy parlance, she witnessed to to them about her experience with the Lord. She shared that with them. What has been your experience with Jesus Christ? Have you had a vision of the risen Christ? Did someone tell you about his experience with Christ and that helped you to believe? Did you experience Christ in someone who proclaimed the love and acceptance of Jesus through her actions? We're working toward Jesus' statement to Thomas near the end of today's scripture passage where he said, Blessed are those who have not seen. Think about how all of us were among that group at one time, or perhaps we still are, those who have not seen. It is among our calling as Christians to bless those who have not seen. So, in the words of the letter to the Ephesians, that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith, and that they may have power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that they may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Have you ever heard someone tell a story like Jenny Call telling us about bringing a bunny to church and wondered whether it was really true? There were two fishermen talking. One told about the 300-pound salmon he had battled to reel in. The other responded that he had never caught a fish that big, but he did snag a lantern one time, and there was a tag on the lantern that said it was from 1912, but even more amazing than that, it was a waterproof lantern, and the lantern was still lit. The first fisherman looked at the second for a moment and said, tell you what, I'll take 200 pounds off my fish if you'll put out the light in your lantern. (laughs) We can only wonder how hard it was for the disciples to believe Mary's proclamation that first Easter evening. You've seen the Lord? He said, what? Mary, come sit down. 
Your grief must be overwhelming you. They doubted, did they not? Amy Hunter noted how at her evangelical college they didn't talk about their fears and their failures because they thought others would judge them as unspiritual. She said she has watched people struggling alone with deep questions because they were afraid of how others might react to their doubts. Doubts and uncertainty frighten us, she says. You feel that way? Doubts and uncertainty frighten us. Like the doubts and uncertainty frightened the disciples who convened behind shut doors that first Easter evening. They feared the Jews, John tells us, and so they huddled with safe people, people who had similar experiences and could relate to them and relate to their fears, their doubts, their uncertainty. Yes, Mary Magdalene had reported that she had seen the Lord. Two others had seen the empty tomb. But doubts and uncertainty and fear were like smoke hovering in a room with no chimney. Into this gathered, frightened community, Jesus simply appears. Knowing his friends are frightened, he offers them peace. Not for the first time. Back in John 14, we have him saying to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be frightened, troubled, fearful, doubtful. Do not let them be afraid. And then with divine breath, Jesus dispels their fears and doubts. Has Jesus' breath dispelled ours? Or maybe he just makes us a little more comfortable with the mystery. Again, the following week, when Thomas has joined the others behind these closed doors, Jesus appears to them again. And just as he said to the first group gathered, peace be with you, he says it again. Peace be with you. He seems to know of Thomas's doubts and invites him to touch the telling scars of crucifixion. And without chastising him for not believing, Jesus accepts Thomas's doubt, doubts, and yet he gently challenges them. When Jesus says to Thomas, "Do not doubt, but believe," Thomas's response is belief. My Lord and my God, he exclaims. Like a beautiful ocean wave, belief washes over Thomas and disperses his doubts into the sea. Thomas' experience had proven the words of Mary and the others. And that's when Jesus says to Thomas, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, who did Jesus say these words for? Everyone. Us. Jesus said these words for us. They are we. We have not seen and yet have come to believe. 
everyone alive has not seen, how shall they find the blessing by coming to believe? C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, Mere Christianity, believing things on authority only means believing them because you have been told them by someone you think trustworthy. 99% of the things you believe are believed on authority. He writes, I believe there's such a place as New York. I could not prove by abstract reasoning that there is such a place. I believe it because reliable people have told me so. The ordinary person believes in the solar system, atoms, and the circulation of the blood on authority because the scientists say so. Every historical statement is believed on authority. None of us has seen the Norman conquest or the defeat of the Spanish Armada, but we believe them simply because people who did see them have left writings that tell us about them, in fact, on authority. A person who balked at authority in other things, as some people do in religion, would have to be content to know nothing all his life. Our authority, or what we might call today our credibility, is developed by our actions. When our actions match who we say we are and who we really are, then our credibility goes up. As we act Christ-like, others are more likely to respond to our stories of faith as Thomas did proclaiming Jesus as their Lord and their God. The Bishop of London began his homily at Friday's royal wedding with these words, Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. So said St. Catherine of Siena, whose festival day it is today, marriage is intended to be a way in which Man and woman help each other to become what God meant each one to be, their deepest and truest selves. I always say that's true of the church, too. A church is a place where we help each other to become what God meant each one of us to be, our deepest and truest selves. That means we learn to accept our flaws and shortcomings alongside our strengths. We also learn to accept and appreciate every other person's flaws and strengths. We become then a welcoming community of faith with integrity, the integrity that so many people are seeking and have yet to find. Now, perhaps for Calvary, that is because we have not yet established our credibility or we've not yet told our story well enough to be heard. But there's always room for growth if we ourselves seek to experience more fully Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God. And it may be in acting like Christ that we come to believe. The Lord's Supper is one way we connect with Christ. 
we will receive the bread and juice in silence. And as we do so, I invite you to reflect on ways that first, you can feel more connected with Christ. What would be different about your life if you were more connected with Christ? And how might you do that? And second, how will you tell of your experience to those who have not seen? Let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to receive these remembrances of your gifts, of your body and your blood. Work in our minds and in our hearts to become more connected with you so that the people around us would also feel more connected with you. Amen.